we are back another episode of check the tape how's everybody doing brian what's going on man dude another good week we're getting closer and closer to the playoffs the giants the giants are winning again so there's that yeah you guys Uh, are you guys are making a playoff push i heard if they if they had if they had held on to that game against philadelphia i'd be all in on the playoff push if it was that if you if you won that one and the panthers one i guess you'd be in well that one was a fluke game or you might be Eli yeah. Manning's going to be the quarterback next year. I, I guarantee it. How happy are you? I'm not happy, but he will I be. Think, I think you are. But anyways, we're not going to talk about the Giants because we so are talking. So that means talking... we're not going to talk about the Pats then, right? No, because we're going to talk about relevant football teams and relevant storylines. That's oh. what we're going to. That's, so that, the, uh, that's, that's, a, that's the programming uh, notice on this podcast. Yeah. Yep. Yep. All right. All right. Um. So, yeah, you mentioned Eli Manning is going to keep his job, and that's a good segue for someone who did not keep his job. Mike McCarthy of the Green Bay Packers, the head coach, was fired after their loss to the Arizona Cardinals. Thank we you, talked next. To... Thank you, next. Yeah, that's what, the pa- that's what the Packers said to Mike McCarthy. Yeah, um... We've been talking about this for a couple weeks, how the Packers have a lot of issues. It was especially after that loss they had against the Vikings, how McCarthy was a big problem for them. Offense just looked old old in terms of like running an old offensive style. And it, the Packers were just a mess all season. They're 4-7-1 and one of the same record as the Browns. McCarthy had to go. Yeah, I think that the the thing that a lot of people were shocked about was the was the midseason firing. But what is what is keeping Mike McCarthy for another four or five weeks going to do for the for him for Aaron Rodgers for the Packers? Nothing. So, it makes no difference either way. It doesn't. I and the whole outrage was, oh, this guy is a Super Bowl winning coach. You can't treat a Super Bowl winning coach like that. This is a this is a shame. This is, the Packers should be ashamed of themselves. Should we, should we name names? Should we name names? Um, Tony Dungy <laughs> for one, Terry Bradshaw for two, <laughs> Terry Bradshaw directly going after Aaron Rodgers, by the way, power move, power move by, by Terry Bradshaw. But man, how the thing with the thing, and you and I are hundred percent going to agree on this. The thing with Mike McCarthy is that he probably got four years too long. So this is long overdue. He needed to get the hell out of. Yeah, good old Green Bay, and it couldn't have come at a better time when the Packers drop a game at Lambeau in the snow. It's cold to the Arizona Cardinals with Josh Rosen at quarterback. That was horrible, and I am so glad he's gone. He's one of my he's he's kind of like the lower end, but he's one of my you know like quarter, uh, one of my coaches that's just kind of on my I hate this coach list, and I'm glad he's out of here. And he might be the coach of the Jets, which will be even better. Oh, that'd be something, right? Um, he just was—he had one of the best quarterbacks in the league, and his offenses were just stale. And he would never—he was always very conservative and not going up for fourth down. Do you remember that NFC Championship game against Seattle when both times he was like on the fi- inside the five-yard line yep. in the opponent's territory, and he would kick field goals when he has Aaron Rodgers, the best quarterback in the league, or in that game. Ah, there you go, slipping up there. No, I'm just talking like how all those talking heads would talk. The um, best quarterback in the league. He's the most talented. They just because he runs better, he's more talented. We had the Chris Webber, Tim Duncan comparison last week. Let's not. Brady, let's not Ray, do it again. Oh, stop the presses! Brady rushed for a thousand yards in his career. I know, right? But um, yeah, McCarthy had to go. This team was awful this year. Like, I I don't want to hear. Oh, who do they have? They have Aaron Rodgers. They have uh, Adam Jones, who's a good running back that McCarthy took forever to start playing. Devontae right? Adams, yeah, Devontae Adams. Yeah, Adams is a good receiver. They signed, I know. They signed Jimmy Graham in the offseason. The offensive line isn't like this piss poor offensive line, right? No, but the thing with the offensive line is that it's just it's it's a bunch of older guy. I mean, not like older players in the sense that they're old and decaying, but they're just like classic. Mike McCarthy offensive lineman. You know what I mean? There's just it's they all fit this weird backward scheme of offense and they're more of run blocking offensive lineman than you would have an as a pass blocking offensive lineman. And then you like you said, 
you have these offensive linemen that are more geared towards the run and they're finally allowing Aaron Jones to get the ball. It just didn't make any sense. It, it had to happen. I mean, it's long overdue. The whole argument that this was wrong is, is BS. And, I know. And I've had it with that. Honestly, I've had it with that. Aaron Rodgers now needs to get over himself and start playing again because clearly he had to stick up his ass the entire time that, that Mike McCarthy was still there. And it affected his play, clearly. He was not the same guy that we have seen over the last couple of years. He's really not been good at all this year, for being honest. I think so, hopefully, with that being said, that should change some things. So he's going to, so he's 35 now. You know, they got Packers really have one final kind of push with him. I'm not saying, I don't, by that, I don't mean next year's the year they have to win next year. No, I mean like these next couple of years, like this is where you built the team, the infrastructure around Aaron Rodgers to try and, you know, win Super Bowls. So the question is, who do they bring in? I think the person everybody wants them to bring in is McDaniels, right? Yeah, I was gonna, I was thinking of McDaniels first, and then, but my my choice, if I'm a Green Bay fan, my choice is do whatever it takes to, to bring get, in Ben McAdoo. Yeah, no, pass. <laughs> bring him back for a reunion. I'm sure. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure Aaron maybe he'll make the offense that. better. Yeah, that, that that would just be my hell that Ben McAdoo wins a Super Bowl somehow um, as All a right, head so. coach. But my so guy, guy, the guy, the guy that I would look for, and he's he's definitely a hot name right now, and and he's in the college game and. Very young coach, Lincoln Riley at Oklahoma. I mean, oh, I don't pay attention to college. This you know. is Lincoln. The thing with Lincoln Riley is that he they, they're not playing any defense in Oklahoma. Clearly. I mean, that's been the story for for the Big 12 for years, but I'm not going to talk right. too much about college football. The difference is, is that we talked about this last week on the podcast about how the NFL is completely changing to a more college style offense. What better way? to bring in a guy and implement that style of offense for a team that has been nowhere near new age NFL offense, like, like a guy like uh, Lincoln Riley, that would be able to open up the entire playbook, spread the ball around fast paced offense. And Aaron Rodgers can, can clearly can do that. Like you said, he's so, probably the most athletic player or quarterback rather in the league. And some, including me would argue that he's the best quarterback in the league. Um, and that's the guy I look for. I would look for. I'm not a big fan of Josh McDaniels. That's just me. I think that his play calling, especially this year, has been a little bit interesting. Um, and we can get to that when we talk about the Patriots. But this is this is a good move for for Green Bay going forward. It's certainly a good move for Aaron Rodgers. And long overdue. So my thing with uh, Lincoln Riley or any coach really that doesn't have a significant amount of success on the NFL level because Josh McDaniels does as an offensive coordinator is I don't think Aaron Rodgers would respect someone like that you know he's you know you hear all these stories from former players former teammates of his that Aaron Rodgers is difficult to play with how it's challenging to play with Aaron Rodgers he's not the best teammate in the world I think it was Greg Jennings maybe who said stuff like that right he's yeah. one of the people but I have I have a hard time seeing a college coach coming in and getting Rodgers's respect the thing that I think with a guy like Lincoln Riley is that he's young, right? So he's a he's a very young guy. But that's the kind point. Of, kind of. But here's the thing. This is where I'm gonna I'm gonna try to to spin this. He kind of reminds me of a McVeigh, right? McVeigh is able to relate to the players, and yes, he's dealing with a much younger quarterback in Jared Goff, seemingly a, an easier guy to work with. However, if you're Aaron Rodgers. You understand where the NFL is moving to, right? You can see that the offense you're running right now is not productive. Archaic. It's not, yeah, and it's not going to be what's successful in the NFL anymore. The second that a, a young, any coach comes in and starts to change that, and, if, and they start winning games, he's going to respect that coach immediately. And I do think that Lincoln Riley is ready for a big, big leap like that. And what better way for Green Bay to really kind of clean the slate and tell everyone and all their fans and, and the entire league, hey, look, we're ready to start making the jump to to the new era of, of offensive football. What about this uh, – and I don't want to talk about college football that much. What about that Texas Tech coach? You watch a lot more than me. I heard his well, name. Is that well, like a real thing, thing? The thing is, too, and he just got hired by USC. Right, so to be that their was offensive very, coordinator. That was very interesting. I, I thought that, especially with the news that Urban Meyer was, was, was uh, retiring after the Rose Bowl – I thought that Cliff Kingsbury would have been a a great choice for Ohio State, but they immediately hired um, basically a coach in waiting at right. Ohio State, and then link and then Cliff Kingsbury was hired not even hours later at 
uh, USC. So I, I don't think Kingsbury oh, was oh, is ready for the NFL. Well, why do, why, and this is the last thing we can talk about with Aaron Rodgers and stuff, but why do people like want him? Didn't he go three and nine with Texas Tech? Am I missing something? It's, it's the, it's, here's the thing with, with Big 12 football, yes, results obviously matter. You want a coach that can win, but their offense, especially what we we are seeing now with Patrick Mahomes. Mahomes is a direct example of what Cliff Kingsbury kind of brings to the table offensively, right? So yeah. that they, Mahomes is running a very similar offense to what he saw in college. He's running he's he's throwing the ball the way he did in college because of what he ran at Texas Tech. So the the appeal of of a guy like Kingsbury I think comes in two different forms. One you see it in the quarterback in Mahomes and two He's very similar to Sean McVay. A lot of people are comparing coaches now to McVay. Yeah, everyone. He's, he's he's the he's the flavor of the last couple of years, right? He's a young guy, relates to the players, offensive minded, wins games. So that's where Lincoln Riley and Kingsbury kind of fall into place. There, young guys relate to players, offensive minded, and they light up the scoreboard. Yeah. Okay. So wins everyone and losses in the, the Big Twelve are a little bit. A little bit odd because of the way they play defense, and Oklahoma is just so good. But that's neither here nor there in college football. All right, that was too much college football talk that I care for. But um, so let's out of your gears. comfort zone, right? Oh my god! Uh, <laughs> so let's shift gears and talk about the other big story that came out of the NFL this weekend. Something that happened off the field: uh, the Kareem Hunt incident, the mm-hmm. you know the domestic violence towards the woman. In the TMZ video, the, or the video obtained by TMZ, um, I think it's important to talk about this because this is a big storyline for both yep. off-the-field implications as well as on the field. So my big takeaway from it was just like, how are we still th- – didn't this happen already? You know, uh, just flashbacks to Ray Rice. Like, it's like the NFL, nothing's changed, mm-hmm. you know? And Kareem Hunt was cut by the Chiefs. Rightfully so, but I don't know if that's actually, you know, we can praise the Chiefs or anything. Because what Kareem Hunt did was awful. He should be cut. I don't think he should ever be on an NFL team again. Do you do you agree with that? Or? Yeah, I agree. I don't think I don't. I go back and forth on that. I mean, I I I don't go back and forth on how I feel about it. I I agree with you that he should not play in the NFL again. I go back and forth in thinking that. He will or he will not play in the NFL again. I, I would like to believe he won't, but here's the thing. He's a guy in the prime of his career, locked under a contract, um, very young, very successful running back. Teams could get him on the cheap. Well, he doesn't have a contract anymore because he, uh, he well, that's cleared right. waivers. He cleared waivers, so he's he's technically, what, a free agent right now. Yep. So, so my he, thing is, how are we – like, I guess what I'm trying to say is – you know, there was a video of this, but the story was already out. Why is it the video is the one thing that makes us go crazy and get outraged? You know, why, why does there have to be a video? Why does it have to be visual evidence? Like, we already know what happened. It's, it's such bullshit. The same crap with Ray Rice, and Ray Rice didn't play. But Greg Hardy did something, you know, equally as bad, if not worse. But yeah. he was signed he by the Cowboys. You know, Reuben Foster just got picked Reuben up Foster. I, by that was, uh, Washington. That was the one I was going to go with, yeah. Reuben Foster just got picked up by Washington. How about, and there's no just video look, of him. The, look on the Chiefs right now on their current roster. Yeah. yeah. You have Tyreek Hill still playing. And we know his, his backstory and his history when, when he was at Oklahoma State. Uh, these teams are so inconsistent. It's just there was a video and... You know, I don't. Do you actually think the Chiefs wanted to cut Kareem Hunt? No, absolutely not. Yeah, absolutely not. There I was think, a video think, and there was the public backlash, so they felt like they had to. Well, I I will say this about about the Chiefs, and I, and I don't. Maybe you have a different mindset about this than I do. I don't think that necessarily. It's you know, it's it's tough to to hammer the Chiefs on this one. I do think they handled it the right way. You know, without any evidence and without any kind of any kind of charges, legal charges involved with this. The problem is, is that it's kind of your word against their word. And they were, they believed Kareem Hunt when he told them that, you know, whatever he told them. And so they're not going to cut a guy based on allegations, not knowing the complete truth. So that's where the video comes into play. And that's where all the kind of fallout. And I will say they were very, very quick 
to handle this. I did. I did think that they handled it a very good at a very good speed, and I was almost shocked how how quickly he was he was released. He was cut. Yeah, yeah. So um, I, I I don't think hammering the Chiefs here is the best. I don't I don't think it's fair to hammer the Chiefs. I think in other situations and other teams, especially the Ray Rice situation, especially you know going back to even you can say right now with Ruben Foster and and the Redskins, definitely questionable there for Washington. But I think the big question for me out of all of this is clearly this is there there is a right and wrong situation here, and this is black and white, and clearly he is extremely wrong. But the thing that jumped out to me, and I don't know if you saw this, uh, I know that you were you were going to the Patriots game this weekend, but yep. around I think it was around noon, ESPN did an interview no, with I saw Hunt. the interview with Lisa so Salters, you did, right? So you did yeah. see it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So the thing the thing that jumped out to me, two things. One, he never really seemed to me, and I don't want to. I don't. I'm not one to judge based on well, you know. We're doing a podcast TV. where we're giving our opinions on. He didn't. People, he didn't so seem judging, to be remorseful. He didn't see. He didn't seem to be very remorseful. In my in my honest I opinion, so. yeah, I it so. seemed as though he got caught. He had to say something. His his agent or whoever publicist was saying, telling him, you know, you got to say these things. You have to apologize. But he kept saying, "I'm not that kind of person." Well, if you're not that kind of person, where did this come from? Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, and exactly. Lisa, and then Lisa Salters asks him, you know, do you think you have anger management issues? And he says, yes. So clearly you are that kind of person. Clearly there's a problem. And the biggest thing that I take away is that when she asked him, did the NFL contact you? He said, no, they didn't contact him once. That, that is that's and I know it shouldn't be surprising, but that is the real problem here. That is the real concern going forward. And right. that's, that's why that's what I was saying. we're in the same scenario we were four years ago. That's why this is still happening. No progress that's why this for is the still NFL. Happening. Right. And, and, and that was the paramount issue for so long that, you know, we're going to handle domestic violence. We're going to handle, you know, any kind of violence towards women. We're going to handle any kind of issues off the field. And really, what is, what's been done about that? Right. What's what's honestly been done about that? Since, Could you, since, nobody even knows what the policy is. These guys just go on the commissioner's exempt list. Like there's no, I don't even know what the clear cut policy is. And then there's all these different angles. There's you know the legal aspect, the NFL, and then the team has a punishment. Like why it's so. It's whenever these stories come out, it's always so. You know, obviously it's awful what happens with these type of stories. But then it's so frustrating from the NFL, yeah. from the teams. It's it's, and it makes us like as fans of football, guys who love watching football, just frustrated. Uh, yeah. I, I think that's the best word to use, right? Frustrated yeah. and upset that this is going on in the sport. I think, and re- this is real quick before we get. And to this isn't, the- a, and this isn't something that's just an NFL issue, by the way. No, no, no. I, I, I was literally just going to bring up the same thing. And uh, real quick before we get into the on the field issues, this poses now for Kansas City. This reminds me a lot of what Major League Baseball was dealing with in the steroid era because it was and this is they're not comparable. I mean, one is, right. you know, physical violence, the other one is cheating in a game. Yeah. But they had a whole lot of problems figuring out, you know, how do we handle this this, you know, people cheating? What's the suspension? How many times this? And the MLB they have their own issues with domestic violence, but when you have situations of domestic violence, it's clear cut. It's a it's a lengthy suspension. Yeah. No no inside intervention from teams. No, you know, it's very clear cut now. It's a certain amount of games. You are suspended. You can't play. And until you face that suspension, that's it. But I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sit here and say the Chiefs did the right thing. Cut Tyreek Hill too, then, right? Yeah, I mean that that is that's the thing. I I do think the Chiefs did the right thing in this respect. With, with when you but when you look at who's on their team, but it's not still, you can't look at it. It becomes hypocritical. It becomes hypocritical. You can't look at it in a vacuum. They are and hypocritical. And the whole the whole argument to Tyreek Hill. I know that people would come back and say, you know, he was young. He was in college. They didn't know. You know, they they took a chance on a guy, and you know, he, nothing has happened since. And I don't agree with any of that. I don't. I don't agree with any of that. He shouldn't be. He, you and I have talked about this for years, right? I mean, yeah. this is not. This is not like you know we're just bringing this up because we just found out. Like this is we have known about this situation with Tyree Kill for years, yeah, right? Since his rookie season. And 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 it's never been a problem for a lot of people. It's the video. And, and the video changes everything for everyone. 
Right. And I think the difference for a lot of people is that, you know, Hill pleaded guilty, right? I mean, he right. was charged, a pled guilty. He served whatever kind of time, for lack of a better word, he really didn't punishment. serve any time. Punishment, punishment really is the is the word he used, but he served that punishment and he moved on. And I think for a lot of people, unfortunately, that's good enough. Well, it shouldn't be good enough, right? Yeah. It, it really it really shouldn't be. Um and but because that's where, there's no but because there's no video of him and there's no lasting image of people's head of uh, Tyreek Hill committing domestic violence, he's still on an NFL team, right? Yeah, I mean, a lot of people. The whole Ray Rice situation changed a lot for people because they saw there was video evidence, right? That that horrible video evidence in the elevator, and that changed everything for people. And now that's what they're looking for, and that's almost worse at this point. Because yeah. like you said, until people see the evidence, it's really, uh, you know what, who cares? And that's that's not good. So that's I think really the story the story's far from over, and we're going to hear a lot more going forward from the NFL, from the Chiefs, from Kareem Hunt. Right. But, you know, what we can kind of talk about right now is the on-the-field issues because Kareem Hunt was released by the Chiefs. He's not coming back to the Chiefs. So we can talk about what this means for the Chiefs going forward. You know, the Chiefs have been the best team in the AFC all season long, and now they're without this dynamic running back who was in his second year and was having a great year. I don't know. They were, what, one by one touchdown against the Raiders last week? I, I Like, this is going to hurt the Chiefs. You know, I think I think the thing with Kansas City is that Kareem Hunt was such a big part of that offense, but it was it was so understated by how well Mahomes was playing, right? Yeah. There yeah. were we- there were weeks where I would I would say like, man, I feel like Kareem Hunt's done nothing. And you look at his stat line, he had 125 yards, a touchdown, you know, four catches, and you're like, where the heck did that come from? You know what I mean? Because it was just Mahomes, Mahomes, Mahomes. Would you say he was the second most important player to that offense? Yeah, uh, definitely. Definitely. Um, you know, I, I do think I do think that they can still win. I do think that they can still win the AFC without him. You know what I mean? It's just yep. he they, they still are a very good team. Um, they have a running back that has played before. It's not like they're bringing in some rookie. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. They ha- they have they have Spencer Ware, who's played. I think they brought in Charkandrick West as well, too. Another former chief. So there's a, there's some extra 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 boost there. They were talking about bringing in CJ Anderson and then. Weirdly enough, the Raiders signed C.J. Anderson today, so that was I think that was a little bit bizarre. But on the field, yes, this is going to obviously affect Kansas City. How much it affects them remains to be seen. I don't think you can really basically tell by this past week because they only that was their first week without him, so they had to adjust the game plan first. And it's against the Raiders, so it's not you know it's not Pittsburgh, it's not New England, it's not the Chargers. The, those are going to be the games that clearly yeah, and they had short the notice. This, yeah, the story obviously affected on the field with all the stuff going around the organization. So right, they were coming off the buy, right? So they were coming off the buy. They're thinking they were they. Know, yeah, they had the buy because it was it was the game against the Rams, right? They had the game. Oh, against this the Rams. was a buy. You're right. They had yeah. the buy. It was honestly probably Andy Reid's one of his worst games off the buy, right? I mean, for a guy that has yeah. had impeccable record and impeccable streak on. Coming off the bye, well, he won. He won. He won. Yeah, but I, I, you know what? Like I said, I think it's that you can't really judge. You can't just go all out and say, "Oh, you know, bury the Chiefs. They don't have Cream Hunt anymore. The, the running game is trash. You know, Mahomes right. is going to suffer." He still played well. Well, they got <laughs> Patrick, three. They got three games left against teams who, if the season ended today, would be in the playoffs. They got Baltimore, Seattle, and the Chargers still on the schedule. So we'll see what happens. Yeah. I'm not going to draw any conclusions from them beating Gruden. No, no, and and this 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 slate of games is perfect. Like you said, yep. three playoff teams, three with you know one with a very good defense coming up against Baltimore. Seattle is always very tough. Good. Um, and then um, huh. and then you got huh. the Chargers, who just had a huge Sunday Night Football win. Very good defense for Baltimore. Yeah, I like I like the Baltimore defense. I do. Okay. Uh, you saw you saw what they did against the you saw what they did to the Falcons this week. Okay, it's the Falcons, Falcons are one of the better better offensive teams at home. Julio Jones was held to I think two catches, and Matt Julio Ryan Jones has under, been held to what? Uh, Matt Ryan does a better job holding Julio Jones than defenses. <laughs> yes, do. very true. I, um. I do like I, there are two good defenses, two 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 good defense I would c- consider to be very good, and Baltimore is one of them. The Bears are the other. Okay. 
I would throw the Cowboys in there, but Cowboys too. Yes, underrated, underrated defense. All right, so this is the part of the podcast where if I had a sponsored segment, I would read an ad, um, and it would be a really good break as we move on to the second half of the podcast. If somebody wants to, have, if somebody does want to sponsor though, they should they should look at your Twitter, right? They should go to your Twitter. DM yes, at Aria zero seven nine five. My first name is spelled A R Y A. But you interrupted my fake ad read, so uh, oh man. Uh, no, I don't really have a fake ad read. That is something I'll do next week. I think that would be actually good. We, Not should because... just, we should just throw in random ads, right? And maybe some – Maybe actually, we should do regular ones, right? And maybe somebody will just yeah. catch on or like, oh, man, they're doing our ads for free. Let's, let's throw them a couple bucks. Right. But, like, I don't want to, like, use it as an actual ad read as – a joke. I'm mainly just using it as a stopping point so we can go to the next segment more organically. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. Oh my god. But all right. That's it for my fake ad read that was interrupted and wasn't really an ad read. So <laughs> okay, let's move on. So, you know, a lot of these podcasts, like sports podcasts, they all have their segments. And I uh I I decided to create two new segments for this one. We'll get to the I, I don't want to reveal what the second one is right now, but this one's called In or Out. Pretty simple, pretty straightforward. And this is based off the fact that, like, usually when I talk to you or to anybody and you say, like, thoughts on, I don't know, a new album that came out, I'm either, I, I usually respond with either in or out. I'm either in or I'm out. Like, it's as simple as that, right? Right. So I have four um, in or out questions, and you're going to answer them. Well, you'll answer them first because I'm asking the questions, but I'm obviously going to answer them as well and give my opinion. So, yeah, that's kind of the game here, and uh, let's get after it. So, first question, or first in or out, I guess. Are you in or out on the New England Patriots winning the AFC this year and representing them in the Super Bowl? I'm out. I am. All right. I'm, I'm very in on this. Of course this. you are. Of course well, you are. I, I'm in, but for a different reason. You know, I don't think the Patriots are as good as they've been in past years. I actually don't really think they're that good this season. But I look at the other teams, and none of them really scare me. We kind of, I mean, look at these other teams. The Steelers, we own the Steelers. The Texans, we own the Texans. The Chargers, you trust that team in the playoffs. Ravens are in that sixth seed right now. And I wouldn't trust Flacco. I actually think I would be the most scared of them because of the history between them and the Patriots. And they I don't know if, if Flacco will be the quarterback in the playoffs, if it'll be Lamar Jackson. If it's Lamar Jackson, I'm not really scared of a rookie coming to Foxborough, which is what it would probably be mm-hmm. if we were to play them. And then the other team, the Chiefs, we just talked about them, how they lost Kareem Hunt. We already beat them this season. Andy Reid in the playoffs. So, yeah, those are the five teams. Did I forget one? Oh, and I guess if the Colts made it, Andrew Luck's never beaten Tom Brady. We own the Colts. Tell me why I should – tell me why you're why you're out. The team that you should be most scared of, and I've been say saying – Texans. If you say I've been, Texans. I've been, no, 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 no. I've been saying this since the season begun, right? Began, right? And you can, you can, you can uh, vouch for me for this one. Who was the team I said that needed to be watched out for all year will make the playoffs? Chargers? And, right. The, the the Los Angeles Chargers, they right. are, they are impressing me more and more each week. I I did not think they were going to win this past week. That I think was the Steelers a, blew that game. They did. The they, they did. Won. But the Chargers, but they, they they came down the stretch. Rivers was great. They won without arguably their best player in the lineup, their and Melvin Gordon, and they won a game on the road, on the East Coast. In Heinz Field, one of the more difficult places to win. I could not be more impressed by them. And they have a quarterback that's playing probably his best season of his career. And he's not, you know, a 24-year-old quarterback either. He's Phillip Rivers. Yeah. So that's the that's the team that I would be most leery of if I am Bill Belichick and I'm Tom Brady. You know, I think Brady's record against Rivers is really good. I'm not that scared of him. I mean, Tom Brady's record against everyone is really good. You know what I mean? So that that logic is is good. Is yeah, you know, but there's if, like a large sample at, size. But there's like a large sample size there. You know? No, no, no. But if you look at it this way, right? Tom Brady has won far more games than he's lost in his career, right? Yeah, yeah. So no, I know what you are, mean. I know what you mean. 
but this is not the same team, right? This is not the same Patriots team. Sure. The, the, these teams that they're that they're potentially playing are not the same teams that they're playing. The Texans are, are clearly are a better team than than they were when they had Tom Savage at quarterback and TJ I mean, Yates. Beat you know them what I mean? twice when they had Watsons. They probably they would probably beat the the Texans because they have Bill O'Brien, but that's that's another story. I just think that there's certain teams that the Patriots just own. Like no, it doesn't matter who the players are. We always kind of figure a way out to beat them. It's Pittsburgh, the Colts, and Houston has been one of those teams. The only team I would say that that wisdom would work for are the Steelers because they're largely unchanged. Right? They're they're basically the same Steelers team over and over and over every year. Same wide receiver, right? Same wide receiver, same quarterback. James Conner could be hurt, so now they're going to have a rookie running back, so that makes things more difficult for them. Their defense is is up and down. They played very well in the first half, horrible in the second half. Um, so I think that if any team you're going to use that logic for, the Steelers are the best team to use it for. But okay. I'm, I'm, I'm out. I'm out. I, I do think that the, that the Patriots could, could lose. I don't like what I'm seeing out of New England. I just think it's incredible that this team that does not look good at all is nine and three on the year. Their, their offense just doesn't seem in sync, right? It's you know not. What I mean? it's, yeah, I know, and it's it's the, frustrating. It's almost frustrating to me, and I, I don't want to see the Patriots win. Nobody does, unless you're a Patriots fan. But it's almost I, frustrating I to me, right? Because they just don't. Brady looks off on some drives, like he do, he misses receivers. On open plays, they, they just can't. The running backs are – I think that there's too many running backs going on right now. I think bringing in Burkhead was the worst thing they could have done for Sonny Michelle. Um, and we saw James White kind of emerge again this this past week. But they have, they, they have weapons. You know what I mean? There are weapons. Oh, I don't know about offense. that. Josh Gordon is a weapon. Julian Edelman is a weapon. Josh Gordon, how much longer is he going to be on the team? Why is that? What do you mean? Why is that? He's just gonna get suspended in like a week. <laughs> I don't, and I don't even think I don't even consider Gronk a weapon anymore, right? He just look, he doesn't look himself. He doesn't play football. He doesn't. He really doesn't. Doesn't play he football. Doesn't. Um. Okay. So you're out, and I am in. Next morning. Uh. Yeah. We could do that all day, but we got to move on. We got to. We got. We got a tight schedule to fit all of these into. Right. Yeah. We got places to be. Yeah. Philip Rivers is he the MVP? In or out? Man, this is... I'm conflicted on this one. I'm out. I'm out, but I'm not... At the moment. I'm out in the moment, but I'm not out on the... on the. I'm in on the thought that he could win it and that he should yeah. be in the running to win it. That I'm in on, but I'm yeah, out. Yeah, I agree. I agree right with now. you 100% on that. Who, who did you say is in the lead right now? Mahomes? Mahomes, yeah. It's got to be Mahomes. And I even think I still put Breeze over... Rivers right now, but Rivers is right there. I mean, but Rivers was... could take it. You know, there's going to be a big Chiefs Chargers game. If he wins that one, maybe the Chiefs drop another and the Chargers take the division. If the Chargers win the division, he has to win the MVP. Yeah, has, that Dallas game. Has to. That Dallas game has left such a bad taste in my mouth when it comes to Drew Brees. Yeah, that was bad. That was real bad. Because, okay. Because the difference, the difference is real quick. The difference, the difference between Mahomes and Rivers is that they haven't had that game yet, right? They right, haven't right, had right. that. That putrid game. That was a bad, bad game for, for Breeze. That's almost like in college, right? If this is equivalent to college, if a quarterback had that game in college, they would have no chance of the Heisman at this point. Yeah, those Mahomes other quarterbacks is, don't. The only two losses that Mahomes' team has had, the had offense put up 40 points. Point, yeah, over 40 <laughs> points in both those games. Yeah, so there you go. There you go. That Mahomes is the clear-cut MVP right now, but I like Rivers. I really like yeah. what he's doing. He's having the best season of his career. And yeah. you want to know what's the best part? What's that? He could be the quarterback of your New York Giants right now. He could have been. But the Giants wouldn't have two Super Bowls. so Maybe they would have had three if they had. Oh, wow. Wow. Maybe they would have three more. Wow. Maybe, um, they would be, maybe they would be the Patriots. Maybe. No. Maybe. Let's, let's not get crazy. <laughs> All right. Um. Crap, what was the next question I was going to ask? Oh, are you in or out that the Philadelphia Eagles are going to win the NFC East? So we talked about that last week, how the Eagles-Redskins game was going to be big. Redskins lose. They lost their quarterback, too, their backup quarterback, and now they have Mark Sanchez. They're done. Forget about them. You thought they were going to win the division, but that was before the Alex Smith injury, so we're not even going to talk about Washington. It's Philly or Dallas. They got a big game coming this week. 
winner, I think, would take first place in the division, right? Yeah, they would. So, and where is this game again? I think this one's in Dallas, right? Uh, I believe so. I think that, so the, the Cowboys are in first place right now. Right. And if the Cowboys are to win, they'll have a two-game lead over Philadelphia. Yeah, if, if the Cowboys win, I think it's pretty much over because they'd have the two-game lead and the tiebreaker. But if Philly wins, I think they take the division because Philly hasn't lost because this would be Dallas's second division loss because they lost to Washington earlier in the year. So I think Philly would move into the first spot in the division. Are you in or out? Philadelphia Eagles are winning this division. I am out. You're out. I'm out. Yes. Okay. The Eagles, despite the win last night, they are still glaring issues with Philadelphia. Right. Still glaring issues. I mean, they bring in Golden Tate, right? They bring in Golden Tate. Tate has been horrible the last before Thanksgiving, right? They finally bring him in and finally use him last night, but they completely ignore the rest of their playmakers. Yeah. Alshon Jeffrey has been absent since they brought in Tate. Uh, these running backs every other week, you know, Josh Adams had his big game last week. Everyone was saying this, this is their running back of the future. He's the, he's the guy horrible last night. Yeah. So th- there's no flow to this offense. There's no flow to this team really. And the Cowboys have won four in a row. They are, I believe they have one loss at home and that's it. So that, that means they're, they have five wins at home. They get the Eagles at home. They have a chance to really bury Philadelphia um, the team that won the Super Bowl last year somehow, that, I, that's still c- crazy. Um, I don't want to talk about it. The Cowboys are going to win the division. I, I liked the Redskins before they had the injuries to the offensive line, obviously before Alex Smith went down. I thought that they were the most complete team, but the Cowboys have hit their stride, and their defense is going to get them a little bit farther than Philadelphia will because they have – a little bit more of a gelling on offense as well since they've gotten um, Amari Cooper and realized they have one of the best running backs in, in the NFL. So I'm in on them too, on the Cowboys winning You're this You're out division. on the Eagles. Yeah, I'm out on the Eagles because, you know, I don't think there's like one area, like one area or position where I'd say the Eagles are really good there. Like their defense sucks, right? Mm-hmm. Their quarterback is not the same MVP caliber quarterback he was last year. And, you know, Dak Prescott hasn't been anything good either. But the difference for me is, you know, the Cowboys have one of the top two or three running backs in the league. They have a goodish, off, goodish, is that hmm. a decentish Decent? offensive line? I mean, it's not like the offensive line powerhouse that was in the years past for the Cowboys, but it's still pretty good, right? Zach Martin kind of being the main guy there and then the defense is really the thing for Dallas that's came on Van Der Esch and Jalen Smith both rookies you know we always talk a lot of shit about Jerry Jones and how he's not a good owner and how he's old and blah 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 quietly a really good drafter and I know you don't give a hundred percent of the credit to the owner I mean, well he's the owner slash GM there's other people in that front office but you know that team built that offensive line with Zach Martin Tyron Smith then they drafted Zeke and Dak in the same draft. And I know Dak hasn't gone on to be the same quarterback he was his rookie year, but he was really good that rookie year and took them to the best record in the NFC. And then now he's kind of slowly built a really good defense with these linebackers, Van Der Esch, Jalen Smith. They got Demarcus Lawrence on the pass rush. This defense is really good. And because I really like that defense, I think it's clearly Dallas. Yeah, I agree. So, Okay. That was the third one. Now it's the fourth one. And in or out on Russell Wilson being the quarterback you'd want on your team with two minutes left or, you know, somewhere around there. Yeah, final drive trying to win the game, game get a game-winning touchdown. Is Russell Wilson the guy you want? Whew, man, like I, right now, right yes, now. I'm in. I'm in. Uh, what Russell Wilson is doing in Seattle this season is is pretty remarkable. Um, this is this Seattle is a team this year that everyone was pointing to that they're going to take the big fall, right? They they lost a lot of guys on defense. They had the whole issue with Earl Thomas at the beginning of the season. They were they were way out of it to start the season, and now this team has completely turned it around. And there's a stat for you that I I couldn't believe when I saw it on Sunday, and it, it's still true now. There's only four quarterbacks that have more touchdowns than 
touchdown passes this season than Russell Wilson. And it's Patrick Mahomes, obviously, at one. Andrew Luck at two. Those are the only two guys that have – or no, and Drew Brees has three. So that those are the three guys that have 30 touchdowns or more on the season. Russell Wilson's at four with 29. But Wilson has the least amount of attempts this season because they run the ball so much. So he's, he's getting it done. He's getting it done. Five interceptions on the season. That's less than Goff. That's less than Mahomes. That's less than Ben Roethlisberger by a long shot. Yep. This is He takes care of the football. He extends plays. He's got that clutch gene in him. We saw it when they played Carolina. Incredible drive to take the lead. Who else would you want at this point? Mahomes, you could point to, but he's a rookie. Jared well, Goff, he's you not could a point rookie. to. He's the first season, first yeah, season yeah, yeah. starting. So rookie starting, but you know what I mean. He's not a rookie per se, yeah. but he's a young quarterback, right? I don't want the young quarterback. I I, I don't want a guy that this is his first year starting. Right, you, want, you need someone with more experience for right. this question. We saw, so we saw Goff. He did it against the Chiefs. Very impressive. But I would pick I would pick Russ over Goff in that situation. Aaron Rodgers this year is not the same Aaron Rodgers, so I would pick Russ over him. Ben Roethlisberger turns the ball over way too much. What about Wilson versus Breeze? Breeze is the one that I think you can bring the closest comparison to. I like the ability of Wilson to, to make. So so basically what you're saying is you're not taking the team, right? So nope, we're, we're, we're the quarterback. We're the quarterback. So I think a lot of what the Saints do allow Drew Brees to be as good as he is. They have Kamara. They have Michael Thomas. They have Mark Ingram. They could run the ball under two minutes and still pick up chunk plays and set him up for a big pass. Russell Wilson is dealing with Chris Carson, with uh, Penny at running back, with Mike Davis at running back, Tyler Lockett. I don't mean to interrupt you here, but uh, have the Saints had like a game this year where they had a big game-winning drive to come back? Maybe that Browns game week two? or I don't even remember how that one ended. I just knew it was weird. I, I think the, the, the best example of that, and it wasn't really a game-winning touchdown, but when, when the Rams were coming back and they tied the game and then immediately okay. they have the touchdown, that's not the yeah. same situation, though. Use Every year, every year, multiple times per year, Russell Wilson does this. And he's playing with players that are not nearly as good as these other teams, right? Right. Kyle Lockett's his number one receiver. Right. So, I, too. <laughs> so, you know, Wilson's been great. He doesn't have the talent a lot of these other teams have. You know, Pete Carroll, a lot of people gave him crap. And remember those stories that were coming out? The offense and the defense are splintered. Mm-hmm. Pete Carroll has sided with Russell Wilson. Uh, the defense has felt betrayed. All that stuff that you would hear. Even if that's, let's say that's all true. Good move by Pete Carroll because side with Russell. If Wilson, you had to yeah. side with Russell Wilson over that aging defense, I'd side with the franchise quarterback a hundred percent of the time. But as far as the question goes, in or out? What do you think I'm going to say? You're going to say you're out. I'm going to say I'm out, and that's nothing against Russell Wilson. And you can call me a biased fan, no matter what. I don't really give a you're shit. You're insufferable. You are. I insufferable. am. I am. I don't. I don't care. Um, I've seen it too many times to not go with Thomas Edward Patrick Brady Jr. You're what we're talking about right now. Right now. Right I don't, now. I don't, right now. You were at the game. You were at the game this Sunday, right? You saw him miss, miss easy passes. You saw, saw him, him win. unable to move around the pocket, right? You saw, I saw that? him win. You saw that? I saw him win. I'm talking about, okay, so the Patriots are down seven, right, with a minute 15. You want Tom Brady before Russell Wilson? I mean, did you watch that Chiefs game? You are out of your mind. Did you watch that Chiefs game? No, I, you, are, you are a lunatic. You watched that Chiefs game? I did. I did. How'd that he work out? Not, he's, he is not at the same level as he was. That, there's, that is not, there's no denying that. There's no denying that. He's Look, he might not be, but I'm going down with the ship. So if it doesn't work... Uh, that's fine. At least I, Wilson might be the right answer, but it's not my answer. You know what I mean? He's not my quarterback. I even, I would go down with Tom Brady. If I, 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 I'm, I'm here till the end, you know, it's, it's, it's it's an interesting, it's an interesting discussion. It really is. No, Wilson's been, Wilson's been really good. And 
the talent around him is so bad. It's not so bad, but you know how what about, I mean? How about he has never had a legitimate offensive line in his career? Yeah. Right? Well, they never – yeah, because, you know, when he was on his rookie deal, all the money was really defense, going into defense, the defense, 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 and, defense and Marshawn yeah. Lynch. And Marshawn Lynch. I mean, I, I – as – as insufferable as it will, it sounds from coming from me, and this is going to sound horrible coming from me. Okay. But the Giants, oh, a lot of Giant no one fans, wants to hear a about lot them. of Giant fans point very quickly to the offensive line, right? The the Seahawks have never had a good offensive line. Ever. Right. They won a Super Bowl with a terrible offensive line. They got to another Super Bowl with a bad offensive line. He's he is he is vastly underappreciated in the league. He really is. He right. really is. And I, and I think when, when they make the playoffs and when he, he finds a way to steal a game from somebody big, then they'll start to realize, hey, man, <laughs> he's still Russell Wilson. I mean, the, the team is bad, but he's still he's still yeah. really good. They're kind of that team that nobody wants to play either. I no, think. I wouldn't want to play them. Are you kidding me? I would never want to play them in the playoffs. Experience, good quarterback. Say what, say what you want about Carroll, but he's a coach with experience in – in the uh, postseason, whether that's yep. good experience or not, that's neither here nor there. But I would want right. to play them. So that's it for in or out, and we're gonna do one final segment before signing off. This one's gonna be quick because we're about we're at the forty-seven minute mark, something like that. So you and I are both huge fans of Mike Wilbon. That's right. And our favorite thing about Michael Wilbon is. When he gets really mad at like millennials and he brings up like the old days and print newspapers and it's just <laughs> your classic older guy getting mad. But it's he's not even trying to be funny, which is like when a lot of older guys get mad, I feel like sometimes they're trying to be funny with the whole get off my lawn. He's not. No, like, he's, he's himself. Serious. He's, he's serious. Himself. I love it. So we're gonna and I don't know if we're gonna do this every week. It's just if we have like something that we're mad about or whatever. Yeah. So my old man take of the week, my my Michael Wilbon old guy take of the week is the red zone channel sucks. Oh man. It's not real football. You're just watching a highlight package that happens like 10 seconds after the actual highlight occurs as opposed to waiting for the last hour of sports center. It's not actually entertaining. It's not real football. The real way to watch NFL on Sundays is to have multiple TVs, but you go to you can go to a sports bar where they have yeah. all the TVs and that stuff. That's the real way to watch and real get a feel for all these games. Stay away from your phone cuz when people like are on their phone and are watching a game, I'm like, "How can you pay attention? That's so hard." Um I'm I'm impressed if you actually can. I know I can't really. That's why I tweeted the commercials and stuff or the breaks. But yeah, my Wilbon take of the week is that the red zone channel sucks. It's not real football. Sorry. I thought. See, now, when you did this, and I know you've had this 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 uh, idea for a while, and I completely disagree with you. By the way, I think I think that's a horrible take. So okay. I'm 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 well, Team Red Zone, and I will be forever. Nothing will ever right. change that. You're a millennial. Um, I am. I am. But I thought you were gonna say because you like I like we've been talking about. You were at Foxborough this week, right? I thought. I thought oh. you were going in the direction of that. You will never go to a football game again because you I'm did not, tell me I, that. I will. I. If it's a Thursday or Monday night, I'll go. But, like, there's just so much going on, and you miss stuff, and you're behind. And I like the comfort of my couch. And football's really the worst sport to watch in person. You don't have the replay and the first down marker. Yeah. All right, you got one? So mine mine is has to do with Monday night football. Okay. Right? So back back in Wilbon's day, right, Monday night football was it, right? You had You had the – Aura of Monday Night Football, the bright lights, everyone to play on Monday Night Football. You had Al Michaels back when when we were younger. John Madden, John Madden, Pat Summerall was on was was with Monday Night Football back in the day. That was that was prime time, right? Prime time, right? Now, be careful if you're doing well, Bond. He can't talk bad about. Well, no, he would he would never talk about bad about ESPN, but I can. I can, right? I don't think we're as of what it's eight thirty six right now. I don't think we're employed by ESPN. Actually, I'm not, he he might he 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 might He's he well, probably does he probably uh, does behind closed doors. But with that being said, you had the greatness of Monday Night Football. It was the pinnacle pinnacle of the week, right? Every week. Now I can't even watch Monday Night Football. I can't physically watch it. I can't. And it's been that way for a while. 
What's that? We had the Chiefs Rams game. Even with that, it was oh, no. even with that, what what of any kind of substance does Jason Witten offer? <laughs> Anything. Please tell me. Booger's Booger's actually worse. Why is Booger on the field? Why is he in his little booger mobile, right? Is he serving the purpose of a sideline reporter? Why is he, what is he doing? I don't understand. Last night, oh my God. Oh my God. I, I, I turned it off. I couldn't watch. I literally couldn't watch. It was that boring. And, it, and it's always like that. The only reason why Chiefs, Chiefs uh, Rams was so good was because of the play. But you could have a good game and it could still, and I could literally just not watch because I can't, I can't watch it. It's that bad. Oh I, we, ha, we used to have – and my brother and I were talking about this yesterday. Sunday Night Football is leaps and bounds much more exciting than Monday Night Football. Well, that, yeah, that's obvious though. It, obvious, yeah. And it's been that way for a while. Yeah. All right, well, that's it for the uh, Michael Wilbon old man take of the week. Is that the official name? I don't want to – Yeah. Okay. And how about real quick for you, I was watching – I was watching – speaking of Sunday Night Football, we were, of course, watching that game. It's a good game. So at the end, Michelle Tafoya is interviewing Philip Rivers. Yeah, did she ask how important that win was? Yeah, she did. That she's a whole another story. <laughs> is that what she's you had a whole, to say? She's a whole no, that wasn't. But that she's a whole another story. Uh, when James White got in that got hurt in that game, I don't remember who they were playing, but the Sunday night game, no report ever on James White, which was I was waiting for 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 hours, and then we, he finally just comes back into the game. But at the at the end of the game, she's interviewing. Philip Rivers and he was hyped up and you know Philip Rivers is a character. I will I can guarantee you this. Philip Rivers will be the next player in a primetime booth doing games. Oh. Okay. Mark it. Mark it down. Okay. I, I don't uh I don't dislike that. But I do hate how they always ask how important that win was. <laughs> what a question. Right? All right. Yeah, that's I actually kind of like that prediction. All right. Well, that's it. Um, we will be back next week to talk about week 14. Wow, we're almost done with the season and then the playoffs. Thanks for listening. Bye.